so hey welcome to another podcast or you can say as an introductory podcast of stephen hawking's a brief history of time so these podcast series would be would gonna be the main motive to introduce or to understand what stephen hawking gonna do impose in his a brief history of time book and this is fully dedicated to him and uh, i would be starting from the chapter two of his book because uh, i think that before chapters are really explaining the whole concept like what are the theories and why they are important to us and uh, why do we want to know about the theories like something like that and why do we need any unified theory that may constitute both general theory of relativity as well as the quantum theory and that would describe the whole universe right so that's the quite easy and uh, i think that everyone who is listening to this podcast would be familiar with such such statements right so i'll be starting with the chapter two that's uh, been stated as a space and time a present idea about the motion of bodies date back to Galileo and Newton. Before them, people believe Aristotle who said that the natural state of a body was to be at rest and that it moved only if driven by force or impulse. It followed that a, a heavy body should fall faster than a light one. Right? That is said by Aristotle because it would have a great pull towards the earth. Right? So the Aristotelian tradition also held that one could work out all the laws that govern the universe by pure thoughts. It was not necessary to check by the observation. So no one until Galileo bothered to see whether bodies of different weight did in fact fall at different speeds. It is said that Galileo demonstrated that Aristotle's belief was false by drawing weight from the leaning tower of pisa the story is almost certainly untrue but galileo did do something equivalent he rolled both uh, he rolled balls of different weights and uh, down a small smooth slope right the situation is similar to that of the heavy bodies falling vertical but it is easier to observe because the speeds are smaller galileo's measurements indicated that each body increased its speed at the same rate no matter what its weight for example if you let go of a ball on a slope that drops by one meter from every 10 meters you go along right the ball will travel down the slope at a speed of about one meter per second after one second two meter per second after two seconds and so on however heavy the ball right of course uh lead weight would fall faster than uh, a feather right but that is only because a feather is slowed down by air resistance if one drops two body that doesn't have much air resistance such as two different lead weights they fall at the same rate on the moon whether there is no air to slow down things down does not david r scott performed the feather and lead weight experiment and found that indeed they did hit the ground at the same rate okay 
So before continuing the another paragraph or the another lines stated by the Stephen Hawking, I would say that I may describe these lines somewhere in between those things, right? But also, uh, I just want to clear these lines that may be difficult one for somebody to uh, get through or to uh, understand, right? So these uh, these are some points that I would have to state before continuing. So let's continue. Galileo's measurements were used by Newton as the base of his laws of motion. In Galileo's experiments, as the body rolled down the slope, it was also acted on by the same force, that's its weight, right? And the effect was to make it constantly speed up. This showed that the real effect of force is always to change the speed of a body rather than just to set it moving as was previously thought. It also meant that whenever a body is not acted on by any force, it will keep on moving in a straight line at the same speed. This idea was first stated explicitly in Newton's Principia Mathematica, published in 1687, and it known as Newton's first law. That I think the law of inertia that he's hoping to say in these lines. What happens to a body when a force does act on it is given by Newton's second law. That's like I think that I had studied as F is equal to uh, derivation of uh, momentum, right, with respect to time. This states that the body will accelerate or change its speed at a rate that it is uh, proportional to the force. For example, the acceleration is twice as great if the force is twice as great, right? So he really uh, simplified the things with uh, such examples that a great thing. The acceleration is also smaller the greater the mass of the body, right? The same force acting on a body of twice the mass will produce half the acceleration. So there can be said as inversely proportional. A familiar example is provided by a car. The more powerful the engine, the greater the acceleration, but the heavier the car. Oh, great. And that's a quite a bit relevant example. The smaller the acceleration of the same engine, right? In addition to his laws of motion, Newton discovered a law to describe the force of gravity, which states that everybody attached uh, every other body with the force that is proportional to the mass of each body. Thus, the force between two bodies would be twice as strong if one of the bodies uh, had its mass doubled. Say that body as a body A, right? And that we will use in the further lines. This is what you might expect because one could think of the new body A as being made of two bodies with the original mass, right? Each would attract body B with the original force, thus the total force between A and B would be twice the original force and if say uh, one of the bodies had twice the mass and uh, the other had thrice three times the mass right then the force will be six times as stronger one can now see why all body fall at the same rate a body of twice the weight will have twice the force of gravity pulling it down right so uh, it can be said that uh, 
no matter what the weight is everybody or uh, any kind of uh, object will strike the ground at the same time if the air system would be neglected right thus the total force between a and b would be twice the original force right one can now see why all bodies fall at the same rate a body of twice the weight will have twice the force of gravity pulling it down but it will also have twice the mass according newton's second law these two effects will exactly cancel each other so the acceleration will be the same at all cases so here what i want to uh, want you to understand had been justified Newton's law of gravity also tells us that farther apart the bodies, the smaller the force. Newton's law of gravity says that the gravitational attraction of a star is exactly one quarter that of a similar star at the half the distance. Right? This law predicts the orbit of the Earth, the Moon, and the planets with great accuracy. If the law were that the gravitational attraction of a star went down faster or increased, more rapidly with the distance the orbits of the planets would not be elliptical right great they would either spiral in or uh, to the sun or uh, escape from the sun right that might happen the big difference between the ideas of aristotle and those of galileo and newton is that aristotle believed in a preferred state of rest which any body would take up if it were not driven by same force or impulse. In particular, he thought that the earth was at rest, but it follows from Newton's law that there is no unique standard of rest. One could equally well say that body A was at rest and body B was moving at constant speed with respect to body A, or that body B was at rest and body A was moving for example for example if we take an example if one sets aside for a moment the rotation of the earth and its orbit around the sun one could say that earth was at rest and that uh, uh, train on it was traveling north at 90 miles per hour or that the train was at rest and the earth was moving south at 90 miles per hour Right. If uh, these can be simply said, like uh, if you are into the train, you can say that Earth is moving. No train is moving. Right. Earth is rotating. Rotating. That's why the train is moving there. Right. But if you are on Earth, then you can say that train is moving. No, Earth is at its same place. Right. If one carried out experiment with moving bodies on the train, all Newton's law would still hold. For instance, playing ping pong on the train, one would find that a ball obeys Newton's laws, just like a ball on a table by the track. So there is no way to tell whether it is the train or the earth that is moving, right? So it's the whole play or the whole game of relativity, right? You can relate both the things from your perspective or uh, from another one's perspective but you can't really say that what's moving so that's it for today
and because I want to make this podcast as small as possible and to cover all the content into the small podcast. But the chapter isn't completed yes, yet, so we will continue in another podcast.